Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Beautiful. My sermon today is titled The Good Samaritan. It's part of the series we are doing, the underground church. And my sermon today is the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. Luke chapter 10 from verse 30. Luke chapter 10 from verse 30. Luke chapter 10 from verse 30. The Bible says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him off his clothes and wounded him. And departed, leaving him half dead. Uh-huh, let's continue. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road. A certain priest came down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. A priest saw him and passed by on the other side. Let's continue. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place came and looked and passed by on the other side. Tell about passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, tell about a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Continue. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds. Pouring on, pouring on oil and wine. And when he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. Uh-huh. On the next day, he, he, on the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper. Someone find me the, the, the value of denarii right now. The value of one denarii. Syrian money. He took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Tell him, when I come again, I will repay you. What is the value? One denarii in two dollars. One denarii is two dollars, so he gave two dollars, four dollars. In those times, four dollars is a lot of money. Verse 30 what? 36. So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among thieves? It's a question. Who among these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among thieves? The Bible says in verse 37 and the last one. Verse 37 and the last one. And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a story that Jesus gave 
the story of the good Samaritan. Now the Bible says there was a man who journeyed, who was on a journey. He was leaving point A, going to point B. And on his way on that journey, he encountered trouble. And the trouble that he encountered on that journey were thieves. The Bible says they wounded him and stripped him naked and left him half dead. Like they left him for the dead. And left him for the dead. So as they left him for the dead, the Bible says a priest came by that road and saw him half dead, but passed on the other side. Likewise, a Levite came on the same road, looked at the man and went by the other side. Then the third person who came was what the Bible calls a Samaritan, meaning he was a foreigner. He was not part of that country. But when he came, he saw the man who was lying by the road, wounded and stripped naked. He took him up, clothed him, placed him on his animal and took him to an inn or a hotel. And there he told the innkeeper, take care of this man. Keep him in perfect condition. Keep him in perfect peace. And anything that he will require, when I come back, I'll pay for him. Then Jesus at the end asked, who among the three was a good neighbor? And they answered and said, the third one, the Samaritan, was a good neighbor. So Jesus said, ladies and gentlemen, go and do likewise. Father, in the name of Jesus, Today we invite your Holy Spirit to speak to us. Holy Spirit, use me to speak. I make myself available. Use me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So it is important to know that like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, we are also on a journey from birth to death. So point number one, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, likewise, we are also on a journey. And the journey we are in begins from the time we were born until the time we will die. Now with most journeys, you know the beginning and the end, right? For example, if you want to get to Mombasa, you know the journey to Mombasa begins at Nairobi, where there is modern coast, or at SGR terminals, Right? And from there, you are supposed to journey all the way to Mombasa. So the beginning of that journey is either, more, is either River Road, where modern coast is on those buses from Mombasa, or at SGR. Or if you're flying at any of the airports, right? You know the beginning of that journey, and you also know the end. However, when it comes to death and life, you only know the beginning, but you don't know the day you will die. So when it comes to the journey of life, you know the beginning, but you don't know the end. Recently, I was being told there's someone who was saying he doesn't like being told that he's going to die. And I asked myself, why should you be offended when you're told the scriptures? Because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, a wise man thinks more about death, but a fool only thinks about having fun. So a foolish person doesn't want to be told the reality of death. Look at the neighbor next to you and say nothing. A fool is not interested in knowing the reality of life and death. And ladies and gentlemen, just as the day and the night are, so is death and life. That's a reality you can't escape. We are on a journey, my friends. We are on a journey. And the journey we are in starts from the day you are born and ends the day you die. But now the sad thing about this journey is that we don't know when we are going to die. We don't know. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 39, 
And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. But verse 40 says, By therefore, be ye therefore ready also. For the Son of Man cometh at an hour you think not. So death comes when you don't think about it. Jesus is about to come back. And when he comes, you might not be knowing he's about to come back. You might be yellowing. You might be in a club. Watch what happens. Ah. Ah. Allah. Rapture. The journey you are in, you know the beginning, but you don't know the end. One will be taken, the Bible says, and another will remain. So one will be taken, another will remain. Perhaps, perhaps you don't know. You might be in school and your destination is taken and you are left. You might be there in the house with your boyfriend and perhaps he's made right things with God at that very moment and he is taken and you are left. You might be walking with your neighbor to church. I might be preaching like this and I'm taken and you remain. The Bible says no one knows the day nor the hour. So he be therefore ready also. For the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on a journey. And the journey we are in is the journey of life. In this journey of life, you know the beginning, but you don't know the end. No one knows the end of this journey. We all know when you came in, we were celebrating, we were singing cheers. But the day your journey ends, we cry. Why do we cry? We cry because of the sorrow you brought to us. <laughs> when you came, we were celebrating. Because we thought you would be a good person. But because of how you've lived your life, when you die, we start crying. Not because we are merciful or because we feel like someone important has left, but we remember the day you may We remember the sorrows, the short life you had, the painful seasons you are in, the kind of life you are living, and we can only help but cry. We can't help but cry. Ladies and gentlemen, you're on a journey. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are on a journey. You are on a journey called the journey of life. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 12. You may be seated. The Bible says, For man also knoweth not his time. Look at that. Look at that. Everybody look at the screens. For man. Okay, give me new. Okay, let's first read. Give me new King James. Then we go to new living translation. For man also does not know his time. You don't know your time, brother. You don't know when the end of your journey shall be. You know the beginning, but you don't know the end of your journey. The Bible says, like fish taken in a cruel net, like birds caught in a snare, so the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a day called the evil day or the evil time. That day you don't know about it. May that day never rise in your life. May the evil day never rise in your life. But there's a reality of that day. It's called the day of evil. The time of evil. As birds are snared or fish are caught in a net, so are the sons of men snared by the evil day. 
Fish don't know that today is the day they are going to be harvested from the sea. Do they know? If they knew, they would not have gone that direction. Right? But because they don't know, they end up going into a trap, a net that snares them or traps them. Unprecedented traps. They enter into them and they are taken out. Yani samaki hijui siku yake. Ayelewi. This is the day that the fisherman is coming for me. Just living life, swimming, enjoying and swimming and happy. The birds of the air. I remember when we were kids, we used to trap birds. We would put a maize. Moja moja hivi. Then here we would put a bucket. And on the bucket we would place a rope, a long rope. Now the bucket would be inclined at an angle. And held by a msumario or a kijit. So the birds would come eating the grain. When they get to the bucket, you just pull the rope. And in, they are trapped. That's the same thing with your life. You are busy chasing money. You are busy chasing cars. You are busy chasing affairs. You are busy chasing things. You are busy chasing trends. You are busy chasing followers on Instagram and on Twitter. You are busy living your life. What you don't understand is you are getting slowly and slowly to the evil day where sons of men are trapped in. And soon you are out. Who knows? Recently I saw some young men who died. You know, I've come to see in this country being a young man is a very dangerous thing. It is one of the thousand ways of dying. <laughs> Just being young. Being young. When people see you with dreads, when people just see dreads, when people see tats, when people see piercings. That's why I told you what the scripture says. Man looks at the outward. When they just see dreads, they say, and you've stolen nothing. Just your appearance, they start castigating. So one of the people who died in Kitengela was my classmate. 27 year old. 27 or 28. Either. He was called Nicholas. He was one of my, he, I think in one year, in either form two or form three, he was sitting behind me. He was Nicole. He died. Did he know that he was going to die that day? If anything, they were celebrating what? A birthday. They were racing. They were on bikes racing. But that day is the day the evil day had been planned for them. You are on a journey. And the journey you are in, you don't know the end. You only know the beginning. So if you're on a journey, why don't you position yourself in a way that you will not be on the losing end when your time to depart comes? Number two. Like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on a journey of life. And on this journey of life, you will experience various problems on the journey. On this journey, you will experience various problems. Because on this journey of life, the Bible says that man born of a woman is of few days full of trouble. Job 14 verse 1. Job 14 verse 1. Job 14. Quickly, Job 14 verse 1. A man who is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. How many are born of dragons? How many are born of cows? How many are born of lions? How many are born of women? And the Bible says concerning your life, your days are few and full of trouble. Verse 2. Verse 2 quickly. 
He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and does not continue. You are like a flower, my friend. There's a flower outside here. It's called the 10 o'clock flower, one on the garden there. The 10 o'clock flower blooms at what time? 10 o'clock. And what time does it uh, uh, that is close? 5 or 4 a.m. Or 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. It is active from 10. When you go there right now, the flowers are out. At 4, it closes in. That's what your life is. You blossom for a few hours. And the next thing, you are gone. That's what the Bible calls a woman, a flower. The Bible says, let the virgin marry at the flower of her age. Because there's a certain time that you flowered, you are at your very best. The next minute, if you don't take in those moments, you close in. A man born of a woman is a few days full of trouble. The Bible Corinthians says that a man is like a shadow. He flees. Do you know the hardest thing to catch is a shadow? Never tried catching a shadow? Or standing where the shadow is? Try step on my shadow. It's almost impossible. Because I'll keep walking. And the shadow is just for a moment. The shadow is for? It's for a moment. And the next thing, the shadow is not there. The next thing, the shadow is not there. That's what your life is, brother. You are on a journey. And on this journey, you will encounter problems. For a man born of a woman is a few days. And those days are full of trouble. I remember one time we were on a journey with my wife and, and another guy called Kim, our pastor in, in, uh, in Machakos. Now, I was with my car. We were driving to a place called Nyeri, Karachina. So, on our way, I knew my car had no problem because it was just from the mechanic, from service, the previous, I think either the previous day or the day before. So I knew my car was okay. However, I had been told by my mechanic, where your engine is, you need to buy a new engine because it's almost getting to the lifespan of that engine. I told him, ah, before it gets to that, it will make a car. So let's continue. So I knew that at the back of my mind. But what I did not know is that the day that engine was supposed to die was that particular day I was on a long safari. So we were just driving. All of a sudden, the car did not have power. Power yake ya kupanda mlima ikaisha. So you were up, but I could feel I'm at 80, but I'm driving as though I'm at 60. So I could tell this car doesn't have power. A few kilometers away, and dead was the engine. We had to look for a, a breakdown to tow the car back to Nairobi and ask for another car to come. So the same manner is your life. You might be living your life, but what you don't know is that you might be about to enter into problems. You see, I keep saying in this life, you are either in problems, out of problems, or headed into problems. Because a man born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. It's scripture. If you don't like being told you are in, your life is full of trouble, then don't like, you don't like the Bible. And the Bible says this is the sure word of prophecy. It's the surest of them. If your neighbor is chatting, show me. We will work on them. I have seen someone chatting. Just lift up your hand. Be a snitch. I've seen one person chatting. And they have been blue ticked. Hey. Tell my neighbor. In this life, you will experience problems. 
Yeah. Either you have problems with your school fees, or your problems with your rent, or your problems with your parents, or your problems with your wife, or you are the problem. And in most cases, you are the problem. This life is full of problems. Problems from here to Timbuktu and back. Most of you think when I go to America, my problems will be over. Oh, they are just waiting for you to cross over. They are waiting for you there. New problems. Problems bigger than you. Racism. Here you hear the problem. The only problem you have is lack of rent. There you have a problem with rent and you have a problem with your color. You can't change the skin color. Yeah. You are scared. Your life is full of problems. Yeah. So you are either out of problems, going into problems, or in problems. Life is just like that. In this journey of life, ladies and gentlemen, is a life full of problems. The Bible says in Genesis chapter what? Genesis chapter 47 verse 9. Jacob speaking to Pharaoh. He said, and Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Pilgrimage is what? A religious journey. Talk about pilgrimage is a religious journey. All of us are on a pilgrimage to heaven. We are on a spiritual journey to get to heaven. And he says, my years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. And these years are few. And evil has been the days of the years of my life. They are few, but full of evil. And I have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. So my days are even fewer than the days of my father. And nowadays children die and their parents bury them. Sad. Kitabu was the other way. Children would bury their parents. Nowadays, it is, it is parents burying their children. Because the days are few. And those few days are problem full days. Trouble. Most of you think the day you get married, you not have problems. What you don't know, when you get married, there are problems for married people. They are waiting for you. Right now you will not have them because you are still single. Some of you think the day I get a car, I will not have problems. It's true, you not have walking problems, but you'll have fuel problems. You'll have service problems. You'll have garage problems. You'll have insurance problems. You'll have accident problems. Right now, you, you cannot commit any accident. Which accident can you commit? Oh, okay. I'm seeing you. <laughs> do your best to do your duties. Someone is about to sleep. And I'm seeing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're even removing the tie. <laughs> problems. Life is full of what? Problems. Right now you're trying to fight sleep. It's a problem. Because. The... Yeah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Life is full of problems. Most of you think that when I get a child, my life will get better. What you don't know is you enter into diaper problems. Clinic problems. 
insurance, medical insurance problems. You get into labor problems. Lack of sleep. You are better the way you are, man. Thank God. Thank God no one is depending on you. Enjoy your life. You sleep like a child. Because you are in Toto. But the day someone comes and is depending on you, you can't sleep. Your problems wake you up. Because your problems are crying. Okay, you'll get it when you go home. Your problem is, I want diaper. Your problems are alive. Life is full of problems. Ladies and gentlemen, you're on a journey of life. And this journey of life is full of problems. Like the man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, he experienced problems. He didn't know you'd encounter robbers, did he know? He didn't choose. He didn't say, you robbers, come and rob me. I have something. And the people don't get the ambao. Cool. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, on this journey of life, you will encounter many problems. Number three, like the man, like the man on the journey from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are also on a journey of life. And in this journey of life, you will need the help of God. Like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on a journey of life. And in this journey of life, you will need the help of God. You will need the help of God. Yes. The Bible says, by the arm of flesh, no man shall prevail. That is to tell you the problems of life cannot be solved by the arm of flesh. The arm of flesh cannot cure diabetes. We try found a cure. We just manage it, right? We just mitigate it. Because the arm of flesh can also solve some of the problems of your life. Your life has problems that cannot be solved by men. Your parents cannot solve your mental issues even though they have tried. Your parents, some of you, your parents have given up on you. They say, who you see kama bayake, who kama mayake. Mwache mungu. Because mtuto waki aribika, ni wamama. Akiwa mzuri, ni wababa. Actually, that's what the Bible says. A foolish son brings this shame to the mother. But a good son brings honor to the father. The scripture. So ladies and gentlemen, in this journey of life you are in, you will encounter problems. And their problems will be so big that the only one who can help them is someone bigger than them. And that is God. You will need God to help you. Most of you come from poor families. If God does not help you come out of that poverty, the government will not help you. Yeah. The only thing the government wants to give you is a wheelbarrow. It's a wheelbarrow. It's a good thing, eh? Because wheelbarrows have made people rich. It's true in the city here. I know someone who had a trolley. You see these trolleys for carrying? He started with one. He went and bought five. He don't, I don't know, he'd make, like, from five, he'd make 5,000 per day. He continued like that. Now he owns flats. Someone I know personally. So 
is don't, don't throw out those things. Don't, don't, don't be those people who say, How, what can I do with those things? Those things can make you rich. Eh? Those things can make you rich. Because that money has no tax. Is your, come on, 5K? 5K. Miyako. Nobody is saying, 5K cut at 3,000, your tax. Miyako ni 2K. So, as you can see, the reality of life, ladies and gentlemen, is that some problems you have, nobody will help you. Nobody will help you. Nobody is going to pay for your school fees. I know you'd want us to pay for your school fees to kuchangie, but we'll only changa for one semester. The next semester, you're on your own, and you can't come back to us and say, this is another semester. Yeah, some of you, you have issues with rent. We can't pay rent for you every day. If God does not help you, it's over, brother. It's over. It's like the lepers who are seated outside Samaria. They said, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we move in, they are going to kill us. But you'd rather move in and God will save us. Because if God does not help us, we are done for. If God does not help you, you are done for. Umeisha. Yeah. If God does not remove you from the ghetto, the government of Kenya has no policies to remove you from there, brother. If anything, they want you to remain there so that you keep voting for them. With the same promises every year. So I'll pay a laptop. Every year, same promise. Same monkeys, different forest. So if God does not help you, if God does not save you, nobody will save you. In this journey of life, you will encounter problems. And if God does not help you, nobody, and I repeat, nobody, tell about nobody, is going to help you. The Bible says in John 15 verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine and you are the branches. And you who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Without God, there is no one who can help you. We are in Africa, my friend. Africa has no systems to eradicate poverty. And even if they were there, they have failed in other developed states. If God does not help you, even government policies will not. If God does not protect you from COVID, your wearing of mask will not. And you know what your mask will be? It's not a triple mask. So it cannot even protect you. This is just mask in the Sushikona police. We'll have a mask in the Sushikona police. So Sushikona Corona, the police is Kushiki. You are wearing a mask so that the government, police will not arrest you. You fear the police more than COVID. So as you can see, if God does not help you, remember if God does not help you, nobody will. If God does not help you, brother, talk to me, if God does not help you, brother, Nobody will help you. Yeah. And in this journey of life, you will encounter problems. And the problems will require the help of God. For without me, you can do nothing. Brother, we are in Africa. Without God in Africa, kutokelezea ningumu. Ningumu. It's hard. You can have a degree. I recently I saw on paper someone who has a PhD and he's writing about a border. I couldn't believe it. A PhD riding a Boda Boda. PhD, he, he's called doctor by Boda Boda guys. They call him doctor. 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 Boda. 
That is to tell you, if God does not help you, your degree is a paper. If God does not help you, your degree is useless. Most of you, you are deceived by education. You think that me, you are told, Elimundi Eugenzi wa taifa, Enyindugu, Sami, Sami, Sami. Amka kumekucha, Kamata jembe na shamba, Rende shule. Who knows that song? Stano, do you know that song? Rambo, you don't know that song. Kamata jembe na sanga, Tuende shule, it's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. Look, education is good. I advocate for education. I'm educated. I have a degree. Two. My wife has a master's degree. Two degrees. All these ones here. This one has a degree in, in, uh, in environmental science, conservation of science. This one has a degree in psychology. This one has a degree in law. This one has a degree in, in, uh, in environmental science and a master's in project management. This one has a degree in mass communication. This one has a degree in public relations. This one is doing a degree. This one is doing a degree. Are you doing a degree? This one is doing a degree. This one is doing. All these are educated. So I'm not saying, when we start saying, ah, pastor, I plan you want to work in Soma. Ah, what one is around for my Soma? But I'm telling you, you can have a degree. But that degree, if God does not come in, your degree in accounting is useless. Is a paper. Is a paper. So in this journey of life, the problems you'll encounter will require the help of God. If God does not help you, not your husband will help you. Some girls are here, you don't want to, you're, you're looking for a girl, for a guy who will make you, who will, kibaba, who will spoil you and make you feel like a girl. <laughs> my friend, my friend, my friend, Nowadays, even the men are looking for a woman who will spoil them and make them feel like a man. Yeah? They are called caretakers. They are looking for caretakers as well. The men who you want to spoil you, to make you feel like a woman, are also looking for a caretaker to spoil them, to make them feel like a man. So you can see there is no, pro there is no solution, brother. There is no solution for you. There is no win through. There is no way out. Unless the Lord helps you, there's no way out. Tell your neighbor, unless the Lord helps you, there's no way out. Unless the Lord blesses the work of your hands, there's no way out. Hakuna njia inje. Ambia jirani yako, hakuna njia inje. Yeah, there's no way. Hey! Psalms 121 verse 2. Verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the bank. Is that what the Bible says? My help comes from the government. Is that what the Bible says? My help comes from America. Hey, my help comes from Sudan. My help comes from Saudi Arabia. My help comes from who? My help comes from who? Who made the heaven and the earth. So your help is not from Saudi Arabia. Some of you are here, you are looking for jobs to go to Qatar. And you think when you get there, you will make it. It's a good thing. Look for a job. But brother, you can go there and come back as a coffin. In a coffin, rather. As a corpse. Your help is not in Qatar. It's a good thing you can go. Your help is not in Dubai. 
as well you can go. Your help is not even in America. Your uncle is America. is living a worse life than you, brother. Mm. Most of you have never been to America. But I see you traveling to America. Yeah. So you usually think when someone is in America, he has made it. Ah. Tell them to tell you the truth. Tell them to ambi ukweli. Yeah. They have no money. They have to work three jobs to pay rent. Three jobs to pay rent. You, you sleep and you wake up. And the landlord comes and I'm here to See Leo. See you on a situation. Leo, bana. Acha pressure. Pesa utapata. I'm here so I can look at your cars. Acha kutusumbua sisi. Kuna chaki nangoja. Anya na machua. Imechukua muda kumachua. Lakini iko iko iko. There there is nothing like we ngoja chaki na machua. No. You are either paying or you are out. Eh? Yeah, there, if you're not evicted by the landlord, tornadoes will evict you. So there are problems with tornadoes. You don't know where a tornado is. You've never skied. Tornado, 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 what? You, you think that's the name of Anganya? Ronaldo, tornado. There are various problems over there, man. Yeah. More problems than you can think. So unless the Lord helps you, America will not help you. Outagalia deposit. Outagalia deposit. Tinangoja deliver ne akuna. Unless the Lord helps you, you are done for. Unless the Lord helps you, you are done for. In this journey of life, in this journey of life, unless the Lord helps you, you are done for. That's why you need to seek God. You should be coming to church every Sunday. Seek the Lord. The Bible says, seek me while I may be found. Hey, pastor, I don't need to go to church. I am the church. Yo. Yo. It's true, by the way. You are the church. Actually, the people who say that I don't need to go to church every Sunday for me to be born again, they're actually right. You don't need to go to church every day to be born again. However, you also, you also don't need to go to your wife daily. Right? But in a matter of days, you realize you've lost your marriage. I don't know that you understood what I said. Can I repeat what I said? The people who say, I don't need to go to church every day to be born again are actually right. Because salvation is by faith. That's what the Bible says, right? But in the same manner, I don't need to keep going to my wife daily. But in a matter of days, I realize that I've lost my marriage. So if you don't keep coming to church, it's a matter of days, and you realize you've lost your salvation. Why do I keep going to my house every day? To keep my wife, right? I'm keeping her. I keep going to church to keep my relationship with my maker. So if you say, oh me, I don't need to go to church, you don't understand. You don't take time to think. And the problem with many people is they don't think. If you took time and thought, why would God institute? The Bible says, do not despise the gathering together of brethren, as some of them have done. New Testament, why would God say that? 
Why would God say I shouldn't despise coming to church? God himself speaking. Take time, think. You will see this is the reason why. And he tells you, not, hey, don't, I'm not just saying you go to any church. I'm saying them that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. So the particular church you go to, you must be planted in it. You cannot be here today. Tomorrow you are dragon fire. The next day you are katako koka wone. The next day you are highway to holiness. The next day you are, God says, be planted in one place. Be like a tree that is planted in the house of God. But because you don't take time to think. You don't take time to think, man. The help of God is what you need, brah. Yeah. You need the help of God. Number what? Number four, because of time. I'm, I'm very boring, eh? Like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho. You are on a journey of life. And this journey, as we said, has many troubles. And God knows your troubles and has sent help for you in form of Jesus Christ. So God knows your troubles. God knows your problems. And he has sent help for you in form of a man called Jesus Christ. God knows your problems. Tell about God knows my problems. I am glad that the God who I look up to is a God who knows my problems. I don't worship a cow who does not know my problems. I don't worship a hen. I worship a God who knows my problems. And he has sent me help in form of a man called Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever who believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. God knows this journey is full of problems. And he knows your trouble, sister. He knows your problems, brother. And he has sent help for you in the form of a man called Jesus. But some people don't realize that I can buy you coffee, but I can't force you to drink it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever who believes in him shall not perish. Jesus has already paid for your problems, but he can't force you to accept his, his solutions. I can buy you coffee, but I can't force you to drink it. You have to accept my offer of coffee. God knows the problems you are in. Right now, God knows you have no rent. God knows as you speak right now, you have a pregnancy scare. And the man you don't know who, because you've been with several. God knows that, man. God knows right now you have kaswende, like it's on honor. Where's the car, Ivy? You can't close your legs. Close your legs. Mm -mm. God knows your problems and He has sent you help in form of Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. Romans 5. If you have an NASB, I'll really appreciate. New American Standard Bible. NASB. Do you have it? No. Okay. For while we are still helpless, I'll read from mine. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man. One would hardly die. Who here will die for his brother? 
Let me see. Let me see who is willing to die for your brother. We can kill you right now. <laughs> we can try. For the Bible says, for no one, for one would hardly die for a righteous man. Though perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. So for a good man, you say, perhaps I might try and die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. That while we are yet sinners, he died for us. So he didn't die for us because we are good men. He died for sinners. Look at the sinner next to you and say nothing. In the play, they were saying, what did you do on Monday? I had sex with my boyfriend. What did you do on Tuesday? I asked, for, for, I asked Jesus to forgive me. And what did you do on Wednesday? I had sex again. What did you do on Thursday? I went for love groups. What did you do on Friday? I pleased my flesh. What did you do on Saturday? I went for an akazo. And what did you do on Sunday? I went to church and asked God to forgive me again. That's the life. You think you can play with God? That play was very strong, by the way. It really spoke to my heart. While we are yet sinners, God forgave us. While we are yet sinners, God demonstrated his love for us. That he died for a sinner like you. Jesus died for someone who has been smoking more than a chimney. The kind of smoke you exude. A chimney can't keep up. Your lungs are black, as we are speaking right now. And they are supposed to be red. Ukona suit kwa lungs. You are powerful than an exhauster. Exhaust pipe. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, regardless of that, Jesus still died for you. God knew you were full of problems. And guess what? God still died for you. He sent help in the form of Jesus. This guy you are seeing here, stand up. He looks good, eh? He's a fine, fine young man, eh? Beautiful man, eh? Stand here. He's married. The wife, come. Let me kill hopes and dreams. They have a ring. Married. I married them. Stand here. Give me a microphone. Listen to her. Eh, uh -huh, madam. Are you, are you look, is she looking fine, fine? Is she looking beautiful? Listen to what she used to do. Before you found Jesus and the help of Jesus, remove your mask. Fine, fine girl. Praise God. So before I found Jesus, I, I used to do everything that your mother told you not to do. She used to do everything that your mother told you. That is enough to tell you what she was doing. She's afraid to speak them out. Everything is everything. Everything your mother told you not to do. Your mother told you not to fornicate. She has fornicated. She's the litmus test. <laughs> your mother told you not to smoke. She's done it. Your mother told you not to go for sponsors. She's done it. What else? Your mother told you not to be a peddler. She's done it. Until she found help in a man called Jesus. This one, fine, fine boy, was a con man. Fine, fine boy. 
na English yake mzuri baridi until is it true yes it's very true so listen 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 so that you see what i'm saying is true before i found jesus i wanted to get rich quick so i was a con man i was so crafty i could i could tell you something that i never had i could loop you into deals that never existed and you would go uh, somebody would give me their money cuz his love for money he wanted to become rich quickly yeah. so the fine fine looking boy before he found jesus he was a con man i know there are many con men here <laughs> this is your epitome god is saying you can become like him if you accept the form of help i've sent you in jesus you can become like him thank you anything else i was also in into women he was a humanizer before jesus maybe someone in the congregation knows him but the bible says the old things have passed away and behold the new thing has come so even if you knew him those are old things for behold the old things have passed away and and is now a new creation because he accepted help in form of Jesus he accepted help in form of who ladies and gentlemen god knows about your troubles and he has sent you help in form of a man called Jesus Jesus is your help thank you Jesus is your help tell about Jesus savior of the world when i say Jesus you say savior of the world Jesus Jesus That's why our this service is called Jesus Savior of the world. Because Jesus was sent as a help to you by God. Jesus is here. I even feel like crying. Jesus was sent as help to us. For while we are yet sinners, God died for you and me. While we were yet sinners. He didn't say go. Look, nobody will die for someone who is not clean. If if right now in real life we don't like associating with dirty people. If right now if I come into this church that trouser stone looking some way and kept beards if I ever get them. <laughs> and kept hair. Most of you would not like to sit next to me. You'll be calling the security the protocol team and saying I can't sit next to this guy. He's smelling. But the Bible says while you are yet sinners Jesus said come I'm going to die for you. He held you like this while we are yet sinners. Jesus the savior of the world. Tell about Jesus the savior of the world. Jesus savior of the world. I can't hear you say Jesus savior of the world. While we are yet sinners, he died for us. In this journey of life, brother, it is full of problems. And God knows about your problems. So he already sent you help in form of Jesus. He sent you help not in form of Muhammad. Muhammad does not save. Not in form of Baghdadita. He doesn't save. Not in form of this other guy. What is his name? Mahatma Gandhi. He doesn't save. Only the Bible says there's only salvation in one name. There is only one name. The power to save. The power to save. 
So tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's only one name with power to save. Number five. Like the man on a journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. You're on a journey of life on which you help. Oh, sorry. You are on a journey of life on which you help from The help you need may not come in the way you expect it. The help you need may not come in the way you expect it. You are on a journey of life and the help you need may not come in the way you expect it. You see, sometimes people expect help in particular ways. But I've come to see in this journey of life, the help you need, the help you and I need, may not necessarily come in the way we expect it to come. The Bible speaks of a man called Naaman. Naaman was a Syrian general. He was from Syria. And Naaman expected Elijah to help him in a particular way. But the prophet did not help him in that way. Because when he came to the prophet, he told the prophet, prophet, I have an issue with my skin. He expected that the prophet would tell him, go and get admitted in the best hospital in Syria. But the prophet told him, go and dip yourself seven times in a muddy river. In scripture, let me show you. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 13. The help you need may not come in the way you expect it. The help you need may not come in the way you expect it. The Bible says, and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? Now how much more when he says, wash and be clean? The maid servant told him, my master, if the prophet had told you to go and get admitted to the best of hospitals or to travel to India for medical attention, will you not have done it? Now, how much more when he just speaks to you and tells you, go and wash and be clean. Go and dip yourself in a river seven times, even if it's a muddy river. Is that not so easy to do? But Naaman was not willing to do it until the maid servant spoke. And the reason why he was not willing to do it, because the way we expect help to come, it doesn't come like that. When someone has an issue with rent, the most logical solution would be give him money for rent. Right? Ah, he's struggling with 3,000. Give him 3,000 to pay. But have you really helped him? Have you really helped him? Because today, he might need 3,000. What about next month? What about next month? I said nobody should leave before we finish. So if you leave, we suspect you. <laughs> if we leave, we suspect you. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, help may not come in the way you expect it to come. That's why God sent help in the form of a man called Jesus. How does that help me, honestly speaking? How is me in need of school fees, the help is in a man called Jesus. 
Is it logical? Is it logical? No, talk to me. Is it logical? Is there logic in that? But imagine that's how God wants to help you. God wants to help you in a way you don't expect him to help you. Help comes in a way you least expect it to come. That's the, that's the mystery about this journey. If I told you right now, your solution, in something is, is, is your solution to life is in something called a love group. Would you believe it? But imagine that's where your solution is. That's where your solution is. Your solution is joining a small group. A small group called a love group. That's where your solution is. And look, God is telling me to tell you today, your solution is in joining a small family called a love group. A love group is a small unit of this church. This church is too big for you, but also too small to accommodate you. We are too big as a family, but too small to accommodate you. So we want you to join a love group today. I know your solution. You've had testimonies here. I had low self-esteem. I couldn't speak before people. That's a major problem right now, man. Low self-esteem. It's a major problem. People are going to depression because of that. But she found her help in a love group. Someone did not know as you had the testimonies. I, could, I never knew I could be a leader. But from a love group, my orientation of leadership has changed. And I've seen I can be a leader. My mother was healed from diabetes because I asked my shepherd in the love group to pray with me. Your solution is in not what you expect. Yeah. Your solution is in a group called a small group. Called a love group. A home church. The Bible says, and they met in homes. Breaking bread. Everyday acts. They met in homes. Acts 2.22, yeah? Acts 2.22. And they met in homes. Breaking bread. There are homes everywhere in this city, in this town, where we meet on Thursdays to pray. The Bible says, and they continued steadfastly. Go use the other script, the other version. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Ladies and gentlemen, your solution is in this scripture. From house to house, they broke bread. Joining a small group, saying today I'm going to sign up to be part of a small group in this church. I come from Tuskies. Which small group is in Tuskies? I'm going to join that, that, that zone, that, 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 that small group. I come from Masai Lodge. I'm going to join that small group that is in Masai Lodge. And I'm going to be open with them. I'm going to tell them I struggle with molestation. I struggle with fornication. I want you to pray with me. They don't announce you. They don't say, hey... Come and see someone who is struggling with masturbation. They don't do that. They don't. Because they themselves have struggled with it before. The Bible says, and Jesus, and he was chosen as a priest from among us. First to represent himself, then to represent us. Meaning the person you are asking to pray with you, he himself is also praying to God. First, he is praying to God about his own issues. Then he is also praying with you, agreeing with you, holding hands and saying, I want to agree with you that God will heal your mother. Father, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are agreeing with Cecilia that you will heal her mother. Whatever disease she is going through right now, Lord, the Bible says by the stripes of Jesus, she is healed. So, Lord, we join our faith together and agree that healing is coming to their home in Jesus' name. Amen. That is enough. 
that is enough to bring healing to you. Because the help you need does not come in the way you expect it. Help, the help that you need does not come in the way you expect it. That's why I've taken my time to teach about the small groups called a love group. In a love group, you get love. This world, people don't know love, man. Yesterday we were doing outreach and we were giving out coffee to the streets. And some people were suspicious of us. Because the Bible says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. The hearts of many will grow cold. Their love will grow cold. One sign of a cold heart is suspicion. Unapendo on a stuka. Your boyfriend is trying to love you. There is something you are hiding. That's one sign of a cold heart. Suspicion. So right now, people don't know love. People suspect love. Some of you, when you hear love, you think sex. When someone tells you, I love you, you say, Because your orientation of love has been that. And by the way, sex is not love. Sex is a sport. The Bible says. I showed you a scripture there a while back. Bring the men that we may have a sport with them. It's in Genesis. It's a sport. Eh? Nimechi. It's not love. It's a canon representation. But it's not love. Love is, the Bible says, what is love apart from a man laying down his life for his friends? That's what love is. Love is when we say we are going to hold hands together and believe God that this sister will receive Jesus. That this sister will receive healing. That this sister will receive a job. That's why you hear testimonies. Oh, we were praying with my love group. And when we believe God, I'll get a job. And now I can stand and testify, I have a job. The solution you need doesn't come in the way you want it to come. It comes in the least expected ways. So would you believe it if I told you the solution to all your problems is in a love group? Because in a love group, you get love. Number two, you get care. In the world we live in right now, nobody cares about you, man. That's why you can, you can stand outside. You say, you, uh, you, you, maybe you go on top of a, of a flat and you want to jump, you want to kill yourself. And other than us telling you, come down, we remove our smartphones to record. We say, ah, Siuruke, Luca. Our smartphones. Other than us telling you, please don't jump. We get our smartphones to record you. Saying, hey, because the world we live in, people don't care about you. Tell them, but nobody cares about you. But in a love group, you get a family of people who care about you, who genuinely are concerned with you. It's a problem with some of you who don't know how to receive love. You don't know how to receive care. Because you've come from families that are, don't have love. Your father has never told you, I love you. you, tell, you when you tell your father, I love you, you tell, you, uh, you tell your father, I love you. Like adolescence kitchen. You've never experienced love from a man. That's why you're always moving from one boyfriend to another. Recently, I came to organize something, by the way. You see these ladies who are always moving from one guy to another, or a guy who is always moving from one, one lady to another. The problem is this. The person they're looking for 
in that man or in that woman is if it's a lady she's looking for a father in that man and a man is looking for a mother in that man because they never had that love of a mother so when they see a woman they expect the woman will love them as their mother loved them when they see a man they expect a man would love them as their father loved them so when they don't get it in partner A they go to partner B when they don't get to partner C they go to partner D and eventually if they never get it they say all men are dogs partner D Ladies and gentlemen, the solution you need comes in the least expected way. And the solution you need is in a love code. There is only one name that has power to save. There's only one name. That name is the name of Jesus. If Jesus does not save you, nobody will save you. If Jesus does not help you, me, I can't help you. Your mother cannot help you. And Jesus is telling you, I want to help you. By asking you to join a small group called a love group in your area. There, you will receive salvation. There, you will receive care. There, you will receive love. Ladies and gentlemen, unless the Lord helps you, unless the Lord helps you, it's impossible. Unless the Lord comes through for you, no man can help you. The solution you need comes in the least expected ways. Naaman never thought dipping himself in a muddy river would heal him of leprosy. He didn't expect that. Because medically speaking, is that possible? How can mud heal leprosy? But imagine that was his solution. The solution you need is in the man called Jesus. Jesus is your solution. Jesus is the savior of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the solution to your ulcers is Jesus. The solution to your character is Jesus. The solution to your bipolar attitude is Jesus. The solution to your issues is Jesus. The solution to your illness is Jesus. The solution to your abnormality, your mental disease is Jesus. The solution to your heart issues is Jesus. Jesus is the savior of the world. If I told you that, would you believe it? Because he is the one who has saved me. So if you are here, I want you to rise up on your feet. Jesus is not part of your life. He's not part of your boat. He's not part of your journey. In this journey of life, Jesus is not part of you. I want you to rise up right now. Shoot your hand up. Rise up. Every eye closed. Every head bowed down. Thank you for those hands. Walk to me right now. Walk to me right now. Thank you for those hands. Walk to me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Walk to me right now. Walk to me right now. If Jesus is not part of your life, he's not part of your journey, come to me right now. Come to me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for these souls who are coming to you knowing you're the answer. You're the answer to their issues. You are the answer to the questions they have. They are life questions, Lord. You are the answer. Yeah. You are the answer why they are alive today. Yeah. You are the answer why they are in this church today and not anywhere else. Yeah. You are the answer why they have come to this place. The Bible says no man can come to me 
Except the Lord draws him to me. So Lord, you are the answer why they felt drawn to come to church today. They were invited and they accepted. It's not by accident, Lord. You invited them here, Lord, because you are in need of them. You want to save them. You want to help them, Lord. You want to heal them of their disease. You want to deliberate them of their addictions. You want them to set them free, Lord. The Bible says, apart from the name of Jesus, there is no salvation. So, Lord, I thank you because by your name, they are standing here to declare all the salvations of the Lord. Father, as they repeat this prayer, let them mean it in their heart, Lord. Let this mark a turn around of their life, Lord. Let them write this date as the day they found their answer to the issues of their life. In the name of Jesus. If you are here and everyone else, I want you to help us repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. And I want you to mean it from your heart. Don't just say, Lord Jesus. Mean it from your heart. Confess it. The Bible says salvation comes by believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouths. That is what, that's how salvation comes. When we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths. So believe in your heart that what I'm doing right now, if we confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So believe in your heart that he's Lord and confess with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, my name is so and so. Put your name there. Say, my name is Boniface Bahati. Put your name, don't be afraid. Say, Lord, my name is Boniface Bahati. I ask that you write this name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that I am born again. Lord, I am a sinner worth mercy. I am a sinner whom you died for. So Lord, write my name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. From today, I belong to Jesus. From today, my name is written in the book of life. From today, my life belongs to you. From today, my life is in your hands. I accept the solution of my problems. And the solution is you, Lord Jesus. Now point your hand like this. Look at me. Point your hand like this up. Your one finger, your hand. Lift your hand and point finger like this. Say, Satan, Satan, you've been tormenting me. You've been tormenting me. Satan, Satan, you've been messing around with me. You've been messing around with me. You've caused me pain. You've caused me pain. You've caused me struggle. You've caused me struggle. You've caused me addiction. You've caused me addiction. You've caused me loss. You've caused me loss. But enough. But enough. I'm saying enough. Enough. Is enough. From today, from today, my soul, my soul belongs, to Jesus. belongs to Jesus. From today, from today my, heart my heart belongs to Jesus. Belongs to Jesus. From, today, from today, my mind belongs to Jesus. From today, from today my, desires my desires belong to Jesus. Belong to Jesus. From, today, from today, my body, my body, my body, my body belongs, to Jesus. belongs to Jesus. From today, from today everything, I have everything I have belongs to you. I am you as Lord. I am you as Lord. Satan, we have no associations whatsoever. From today, any association I had with you, I denounce it. I denounce it. 
I denounce it. I belong to Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.